0: The Mac Voices Live Commencement Address, Part 2. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices After Dark. Uncensored, off topic, and always off the wall. Mac Voices After Dark is available as a benefit to our Patreon subscribers. Sign up at patreon.com/slash macvoices. This is the second part of our Mac Voices Live commencement address where our panel members get to share two pieces of wisdom from their personal experiences and the rest of the panel gets to discuss them. And there's some really interesting things coming up in this and the third part as well. But for now, let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Yeah, the only thing, Jeff, I'm not sure that I completely agree with you is uh, the work-life balance thing being um, something that. That quote-unquote work with a capital W is is telling you to do. I, I do think. I mean, there there are places out there that are just giving it lip service, no question about it. But I think there are more and more entities that are recognizing that a, a worker that has a better balance between those two, whichever whichever one we're putting first, um, you know, ends up being better for the company, better for themselves, better for society. To Warren's point. And, and happier overall, so I'm I'm not sure it's the man saying, yeah, you have to put work first.
1: I I, I think we're definitely seeing a change in that. And for for a long time, I think that there were a strikingly large number of companies that were were uh, pushing their employees to put work above all else, and uh, and treat and treat their job as their family. And uh, I mean and that immediately creates a toxic environment. There, there's just simply no way around that because because now your entire reality is focused on this job. I think that we we had started seeing a shift where where the workforce was was thinking, you know, maybe that's not what I want. And then over the past couple of years, as we've, we've, uh, we've seen massive changes in how people view their jobs and their careers through the pandemic, I, I think we're seeing more, uh, companies realizing that, uh, that they need to take into account the, uh, like truly take into account the welfare of the people that are part of that organization. So that's a positive thing. We're in a job market era right now and and it's, it's good for job hunters, but that's not always going to be the case. And people won't, Mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 it's going to flip again where the economy is good and you can't get a job. And that's going to be the problem with some of these kids to Jim's point, by, you know, being, <laughs> you're not going to have that freedom, you know, at some point. And just like our parents did, probably, you know, not, you know, certainly not like now, we have a lot, we're, we're in a good economy. If, if you were graduating right now, part of my commencement speech was, would be congratulations is a good time to graduate um, for the most part, but, you know, things change. Yeah.
2: You know, and um, I guess what's the advice for someone that graduated with
1: in loans that they have to repay.
3: Work hard. Yeah. Yeah. Pay it back, eventually.
0: I'm happy to welcome Brittany Smith to the panel. Um, Hello, Brittany. I'm so
4: glad you made it. Thank you so much for having me and for being so welcoming, Chuck.
0: Oh, well, hey, and I know that you're you're on kind of a tight schedule, so um, I'm going to insert you in here. We just had, um, we we just had Jim and Warren and Jeff give us some advice. Um, I want to, I'm going to jump to you because, and, and believe me, you're welcome to stay as long as you can or wish to. Um, but I want to make sure that I'm respectful of your schedule because, you know, busy lady, you know, doing Thank important you. stuff. So <laughs> I, I know you haven't heard, but I seriously doubt that you're going to repeat anything that has already been said. So what couple things would you, give to a graduating high school senior or a college senior?
4: Um, My most important one, and this probably doesn't surprise anyone who knows me, is that your mind and your attention are your most valuable resources to protect them and guard them against intrusion from outsiders. Um, It's really easy to get caught up in the things that are thrown at us all the time, but that we get to decide who and what is allowed in. And if that means we need to turn on website filters, turn off pointless notifications, like we have a duty to fight for ourselves and our right to use our brain the way we choose. That was my first one. And the second one was um, make sure that everyone makes time for joy, not just fun or entertainment, but like real joy. If we have a list of things that bring us joy and fill up our well, we can add to it. And, and we can refer to it when we can't think of anything. Too often, I work with somebody who I ask what fills them up when they're really burned out. And sometimes they don't know. And it's really hard to find that. So if we have a way to refer to it, um, it can be really helpful. Some things that help some people fill up their wells and bring joy are creative expression or music or crafting, building things, being in nature, spending time with good people but just to check in with yourself when you find yourself running low and really make a habit of making space for things that bring joy.
0: Very nice, very nice. Uh, let me ask you about the first one um, mm-hmm. because uh, anyone that watches this show regularly knows you're an AD, ADHD coach. Um, so is, was that piece of advice targeted toward just the general noise that you know seems to be around us all the time or was it more um, about potentially toxic ideas getting a hold of you?
4: Um, it can be both. <laughs> um, but if you're cautious about what noise gets in, that's going to include the toxicity. Um, if you're noticing that something's hijacking you, then being aware of that and, and making steps to make sure it's not happening as much can be huge. but when I think about the choices I've made that were really conscious, um, I, they involve things like turning off notifications for Facebook because rarely was anything on there that was going to brighten my day. It was often very toxic. Um, but also it hijacked my attention. It hijacked, um, it also hijacked my limbic system. So I was all upset about some things somebody put on the internet and I get to choose if that happens. And sometimes the best way to choose is to not let it in at all.
0: Okay. I know you were getting a thumbs up on your first piece of advice from Mark Fuccio.
4: Oh, um, thanks. Which is, I had my notes is, in front of me, so I didn't see it.
0: Yeah, which is not,
4: <laughs>
3: e- not, easy, to, not easy to get that out of Mr. Fuccio. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely true. Uh, it's your attention and your thought process. And, you know, there's... The entire world is trying to grab little pieces of it using all sorts of, uh, you know, different techniques to do it. And ultimately, if you want to get anything done, you have to focus and just turn all that stuff off.
4: Yeah, it's one of the most valuable, marketable, sellable resources is your attention. I mean, fundamentally, it's really one of the only things we have that's uniquely
3: ours. Brittany, you just said a mouthful there. That's that's a
0: really interesting statement.
4: It's uh, a very valuable resource that lots of companies work to get. It is. And this is why I think, you know,
3: uh, and maybe this is a topic for another show, but this is, this is why I think, you know, podcasting is so misunderstood and all these other big companies like Spotify and all the other ad insertion networks are trying to turn it into a crappy AM radio where you insert junk, you know you know, that's just going to drive listeners away from podcasts. You know, podcasts are a completely different type of medium. And it's 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 all about your voluntarily giving your time and attention to, you know, that host or set of hosts in that topic and that episode. And, you know, to come in with that
4: with all sorts of other pollution. Um, and marketing doesn't have to be that. When marketing is its no, most it effective, it's a good intentional match. Of the content I'm watching and the thing that is being advertised, um, right. a lot of good fits are. Hey, I am a tech product. I am advertising on a tech podcast. Perfect. I, I can learn that. about a thing and try it.
3: Yes, and but the other thing is, you know, there's so many just brain dead old school marketeers out there that are trying to, uh, you know, get your attention and, you know, what would, would you know so. Um, that's very rich topic. You know, let's uh, <laughs> reserve yeah. this for another show instead of doing half, you know, justice or a tenth of what it deserves. You know,
0: I'm on board. Yeah, I I, I agree, Mark. I, but one thing, you know, I I have to comment on. I think because I I am very very aware of the amount of competition there is out there for people's eyes and ears in the just in the podcast space. Forget all the competing media. And, you know, I always appreciate the fact that people give us any attention um, or any space in their lives because I'm painfully aware of just the choices that are made because I know how, how, you know, I have shows that I would love to listen to, even the friends of mine produce that I just have to put them lower on the priority list, not because, you know, I don't want to listen to them. It just, you know, you've got to do sort of your own little cost benefit analysis and say, what? what is going to give me the most bang for the buck or in this case, the bang for the time. So. Which
4: is actually another way to think of our attention is as a form of currency and one that you don't get back. You have to work really hard to replenish.
0: Hmm.
1: Good. See, I knew you'd be I think that brilliant. fits so nicely with, with my advice on work on life balance.
4: Ah, oh, I like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good. Thank you,
0: Brittany. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Stick around as long as you can and comment on everybody else's. I, I You know, this is great. So, Mr. Fuccio, thank you for uh, letting me insert Brittany in there ahead of you. Um, so, I'm, so I'm really anxious. Chuck, it's your show.
3: You get to call the order.
0: Well, yeah, but, you know, you know, but um, I'm, I'm anxious to hear yours because I know I think you and I have a certain bent in a little bit different direction than maybe some of the other folks here. Um, so what what two pieces of advice do you have?
3: Well, this is very timely. I have a nephew who's uh graduating in a couple of weeks. So, you know, you tried to figure out, you know, how to boil down uh what you know and pass it on to somebody else. Um and you know, sort of uh my first pass I was thinking of focusing on, you know, solve hard problems. Um but you know he's sort of in uh in a, in a in a different space, you know in a sort of creative and art space, and then I was thinking about, okay, well, what have I learned? what have I done? and I just want to steal uh you know what uh what Jerry Wiesner said at my commencement address at MIT many years ago it's just two words: keep moving, and I think that really boils down a lot of wisdom into you know, very succinct compact form. Um, you know, from a I think it, it encompasses uh things that both uh you know Jim and Jeff you know touched on. Uh and certainly from a you know professional and personal standpoint, technology keeps evolving at uh you know maybe an accelerating rate, and you 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 basically have a choice you can be ahead of that and taking advantage of it and profiting in how it's developed or how it's used and applied you know or you can be you know, left as a victim from it and again that's maybe boiling down uh you know too harsh a set of uh choices but uh you have a choice you know, just just be ahead of things as they're coming mainstream and being developed and uh, apply it You because know, in many industries that's where wealth you know and is created you know that's where all sorts of fun you know opportunities are uh again that goes back to my sort of the first you know solve hard problems that's that's certainly what uh, you know companies uh you know are looking for people who can do uh and it can be a tremendously you know, fun and exciting uh pastime so Uh, You know, from a personal perspective, uh, it just continues to talk about, you know, your own personal growth and relationships. Um, And, you know, touching on something Brittany was uh, introducing, it's, you know, ultimately how you spend your time is everything. You know, we all only have 24 hours a day. And I bet you what most people do is the same. They get up you know and you know maybe they have breakfast and check you know, their computer or vice versa and so on throughout the day. You know, the difference is do you waste your time on you know stupid stuff like Facebook? You know, sorry. You know, do you waste your time on uh, stupid non-productive activities like Facebook? Sorry. <laughs> uh, but people get the point, you know, or you know or do you focus? You know, I know uh, one guy who teaches you know people about writing just stresses you know just you know even if all we can do is protect an hour a day, whenever you get up, five a.m., six a.m., seven a.m., write an hour a day. Because if you only write, you know, two hundred words a day, you know, every single day, you're way ahead of all the other people who want to be authors and can't imagine how people find time to you know, do stuff. So, you know, it's sort of the idea that, you know, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of attention, you know, really, you know, over time, you can give dramatic results so it just boil it down keep moving on you know, whatever you do don't stagnate um then the second thing um and this is going to be a completely out of left field i think will shock the entire panel here and you know what i'd say is don't be a say don't be afraid to say i don't know and the reason I say that is, as is, is I've observed in corporate settings, uh, I've observed, you know, vice presidents, you know, fracture their relationship and get fired, you know, you by a board of directors because uh, ultimately um, things are based, built on trust, right? Nobody knows absolutely everything. And if you act like you know everything, the impression you're giving off is – somewhere that, you know, you are, you know, you know, you know, a a sloppy cowboy to, you know, just somebody who's sloppy and not, you know, thinking about what they're doing, somebody who's overconfident, or just somebody who's an outright liar. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with not knowing, provided you know how to get, you know, ultimately the answer to what it is. And uh, I think there's a lot of people get caught up in a lot of hubris and so on and so forth. Um, You know, we had a discussion on the show a couple of weeks ago about, you know, Elon Musk and taking, you know, his acquisition or attempted acquisition of uh, Twitter at that time. And what's he going to do? And, um, you know, all I would say is, I don't know, you know, because we'll have to see, you know, and I think by saying that uh, as a personal check and balance, uh it keeps you intellectually honest with yourself. So that uh, you know, that provides, you know, sort of the uh you know the squeegee, you know, to clean the glass so that uh you can see where you need to keep moving to to you know to learn or develop new skills or you know, meet new people or do different things. So um if I were to boil it down, it's keep moving and don't be afraid to say, I don't know.
4: Mark, I've never felt so in sync with you as tonight.
3: No, I I wish we could meet in person and, you know, have a beer or a glass of wine.
4: (laughs) Someday. The most wonderful moment in all of my grad school. I'm in a class with these really well-known cognitive science um, and neuroscience researchers. Um, And we're all sitting around talking about these particular studies. And... One of the researchers says, huh, I don't know. And there was no shame behind it. There was no fear. And I learned in that moment that I was allowed to not know to.
3: And that's where you need to go and figure things out. Or like they say, you know, the, the, you know, scientific discovery happens when somebody says, huh, I didn't expect that. <laughs>
4: Yeah, but it's also honest, and that—that's how you build trust. Is like, huh? I'm not sure this is a possibility, and yeah.
0: I find it really interesting that you you remember that particular incident from grad school. I mean that you that
4: grad school is nothing but a series of imposter syndromes.
1: What. Well... <laughs> That's the most awesome thing I've heard in a long time.
4: The, the other biggest thing I could say about graduate school is it mostly teaches you what we as humans don't know, but especially what you don't know. But yeah, it's, it's a series of horrible imposter syndromes. And having somebody say, I don't know, and feeling like that was okay, it was powerful.
0: That, that's that's really, yeah. We got a, we got a number of sh- we're gonna get a number of shows out of this particular discussion. <laughs> I'm not sure they're all gonna necessarily be tech, but they are gonna be some good discussions. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Uh, a lot of yeah, seriously, a lot of wisdom in in those statements. David Ginsburg. I'm, yes. I'm. I've been anxious to hear everybody's thoughts on this on this particular
2: topic. So, what do you have? Well, um, I. Just based on my experience and 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 what what the li- my life has led is so far as uh, what we've been talking and I'm pretty similar to a lot of what everybody has talked here uh, tonight. Uh, I say do what you love and success will follow, and that's that's probably the biggest thing I've always thought of. Um, uh, not everybody likes college. Not everybody has finished college. And in my case, I didn't, um, and I, I I took a, a different road than to, to many of you did, but. And I'm proud of the fact that I was able to to take that road and be able to be successful uh, because um, that was the decision I made. So I think if, if, if anything bites, one of my first things is going to say is, you know, it, I'm not saying don't go to college, but if you if you do, do that, that's something that you're going to strive for to, to improve um, your life. Um, and that kind of spins to my second topic is the fact is self-teaching yourself anything. In my case, it was technology. You know, I everything I know was self taught. So I went through and, you know, got certified, got, did, did all those kinds of things. I, I I don't think you'll regret it later because I see so many people that I've, that I've been around and, and, you know, these kids, kids, these days that are going to be getting out of college, obviously had a much more advan- of an advantage than I did when it came to learning technology, because uh, technology is, is our life now, you know, especially if they have it in social media and being around a lot of this stuff. So, um, I don't, I don't think you'd regret it. So, you know, I look back to some of the jobs I've had and like how my career excelled I'm going from, you know, working in retail to going into, uh, other, other careers that weren't technology related until now. And I didn't know anything and I was given a chance. That's because I, I self-taught myself and learned it. And, uh, and I'm, and, and now I've been very successful in the career I am now for today. And that's, if any any advice I'm going to give in that second, uh, uh spot is the fact that make sure you're 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 yourself teaching yourself and not necessarily what you learn in college college isn't for everybody and you're not you know you don't you don't learn in real life when it comes to uh when it comes to uh, this stuff so if you if you don't uh, you don't do that my opinion you know it's it's you it's going to be tough so
3: yeah i agree i think that probably the best thing about college is learning how to learn because yeah. you need to do that as you were saying forever
4: No, Wikipedia can help you with that. Like, unlike when I was, you know, in um, even high school, there wasn't a lot. You couldn't just find any information instantly. Um, We're starting to be able to find some information. But yeah, the ability to get additional information or wisdom from information, those are very invaluable.
0: David, that... That advice, I think, is really timely right now, as we're seeing the costs of, of colleges uh, or, yes. or of a higher edu- education go up, and more and more kids and parents and families, you know, are trying to evaluate the, the the worth of that, you know. And sometimes they're trying to figure it in dollars and cents. Sometimes they're just trying to figure it out in uh, in in less precise ways, like maturity and all. So. Right. Um, I think that's really really good i i mean how,
2: do you have any advice for anybody on how to make that decision or is it do you think it just comes from the gut it just kind of comes from the gut um you know sometimes you just you you feel once you've uh, uh once you've graduated high school you, you you know some people' you know i, I did i did go do some college you go to junior college and you know that's like almost like being in high school kinda uh, but uh I did uh, i think you kind of have to explore to see where you want to go in your career. And I, I had a slow, I, I, I had a slow uh, road to where I am today. So, but I got there. And and you know, not not uh, a lot of people are are excel and accelerate and get into good roles right right out of college. And some don't. You know, it's really as I say. I, I and then there are some folks out there that, that that did get. You know, they got a master's degree. They got the whole, a lot of a lot of what they have in their college. And then they they're. They're not doing the career that they want, and they're not making the money they want. So it really is—you got to think where where is it where is it good for you? And uh, you know, it, I got lucky. I think it it I think it worked out well for in, in my case, and and I don't regret it.
3: David, can yeah. I ask a question? Of some of, some of what you're saying, I think you know, blends into something. You know, had this been a more you know open-ended you know just just the role of working for somebody you know having a boss having a mentor mm-hmm. sometimes it's the same person sometimes sometimes they're different but you know i, I think that's uh, that's it, very important and uh there's a lot of you know i think you know sort of folklore and you know verbal wisdom passed down about you know mm-hmm. how people you know fit and you know i think like Jim said early on, it's, it, this is not a drill, you know, take it seriously, you know, right. don't do something and if you f*** up just act like, oh, well, you know, I bet on the wrong team, you know, in the Super Bowl. Um, because, you know, things ultimately do have consequences. Yep, I agree. So were, were you helped along by a particular uh, mentor or boss? Hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, early in my career, probably had some 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 good bosses, and and I'm sure I'm, all of us here can say we have a lot of bad bosses too. And uh, um, I don't know if any any one particular person stands out. I think you know my current in my current uh, career career now. I think I've I've had some great mentors and had some. I think that's really where a lot of my success occurred. And, and again, it's it's all some of it's luck, some of it's you 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 have to work well with people and it that's that's i think one of the biggest challenges a lot of people have is the fact that once you get out in that in that world and start your career you uh some people have a difficult time getting along with people and 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 having to adjust and you know my my personality is more you know i'm, I'm i kind of the kind of go with the flow kind of guy and uh, uh but you know so, if there's something not right, I'm gonna also say something too. But you know, that, I think that's if anything, that's of of where my successes have been. That that's where of, of anything. And I, I look back and I, you know, for my current role, I've worked 22 years. That's that's unusual to see somebody working for a company for that long period of time. Um, and I look back to all those years that I've been uh, with my current employer. Uh, had some really great people to work with, and uh, gave me a lot of opportunities, gave me a lot of opportunities to learn and to get into things and and you have to be passionate about it too. And you you all know, by you knowing me, as, as long as you have how passionate I am about technology, and not necessarily Apple, but technology in general, and someone who has that type of passion is going to be very good at what they do. So you have to, like at that segment, when we go back to what I first said, do what you love and successful follow. It's, it, it's true. I mean, you have to have that passion of what you want to do. Some people love finance. Some people like you know, working in retail, some people like, uh, you know, working, uh, working all the types of roles. And in my case, that that's always been my passion, not necessarily even in my, in my career, but it's also in my hobby too. So I I guess it's unusual too. My career and my hobby can be in in, in the same world. And that's where it is because you look in my room here, I've always been immersed within technology um, in front of me, no matter, no matter where I am. And uh, uh, it's always been that way. So that's, there, 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 there you go, the word passion, you just have to be passionate about what you want to do. Your career obviously is important. I mean, I even go back to work-life balance. I mean, uh, Who I work for is work-life balance is important, but uh, you know, sometimes there are companies that have challenges of, of, you know, of, of fulfilling that, uh, that need. And like you said, some people are, are saying that, uh, oh yeah, it's just a bunch of hot air. You're saying, oh yeah, work-life balance, it's so important. But, you know, I have always made sure that, you know, I I can't be killing myself anyway you know working these long late hours and stuff and say hey i got you know when it's four o'clock or four thirty, and i said i'm ready got it's time to time to go home and you know enjoy my life um and, and uh, things outside of work uh but yeah
0: very nice david very nice hey i want to uh Brittany sent me a message she's going to cut out so brick thank you so much for showing up and and sharing your wisdom um where can folks find you
4: um, we'll just go with Twitter and Twitter. I am a D D liberator. All one word, just like that. Thank any. you so much. And for being flexible and I'm sorry, I can't hang out longer.
0: Hey, um, next, good to see next time or whenever it's appropriate. Yep.
4: Thanks. As soon as I can.
1: Uh, I hey, to, to see you, Brittany. Bye.
4: Take care. Bye.
0: Bye. The third and final part of our Mac voices live commencement address is coming up in the next edition of Mac voices. And I think you'll enjoy that just as much as you've enjoyed the first two, because it's been filled with not only great advice, but great discussion on why that advice is so good. That's next time on Mac Voices, and I hope you'll join us. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web.